women's team, which is in the new and first poll of the season, ranked number 21 in the country. That's right, the AP poll that's the voted on by the media was released. And two things I was looking for, where the Bulls would be ranked and where a lot of their non-conference opponents are ranked. And how about the fact that the top three teams in the country are or could be on the Bulls' schedule. Number one is South Carolina, which is on the other side of the bracket in the battle for Atlantis, where the Bulls will be headed right before Thanksgiving. The number two team is UConn. And that is another team that the Bulls could play. In fact, if they win their first game against Syracuse, they likely will play because they get the winner of UConn-Minnesota. And then a team that the Bulls will definitely be playing in the Bahamas at their second stop after Thanksgiving, and that is the defending national champion Stanford. The Bulls are ranked 21st in the country. And if you think about it, that's just about right. And if you think that's too low, again, don't worry. If they start to put together wins against this schedule, they will be in the top 10. That's just a given, but it hasn't happened yet. They have to play it out, right? You look at the rest of the top 10, by the way, Maryland 4, NC State. That's the team that ended the Bulls last season at 5. Then Louisville, Baylor, Indiana, Iowa, and Oregon. Oregon, another team that is in that event in the Bahamas. Tennessee, a team that the Bulls will be playing in Knoxville, is ranked 15th. West Virginia, a team that the Bulls will be playing in West Palm is ranked 19th. So three of the top 20 are definitely on the Bulls' schedule, and the possibility exists they could play two more, namely the top two teams in the country, at least according to the preseason rankings. Something else that hasn't been quote-unquote announced but is now up on GoUSFBulls.com is the game times for most every single game. We were wondering about that season opening doubleheader again. There will be an exhibition in two Mondays from now. That's November the 1st for the men's team against Voorhees, and yes... I confirmed with Jim Lightall and Joey Johnston just to make sure they were available. We will be carrying that game on USF Bulls Unlimited. It's a 7 o'clock start, but the start of the regular season is the following Tuesday, November the 9th. The men will be playing in the first game, 4 o'clock against Bethune-Cookman. The women against Texas Rio Grande Valley will be a 7 o'clock start. There are a couple of other doubleheaders at the Yingling Center. December the 29th, the women get the first game against Jacksonville at 4, followed by the men at 7, Mississippi Valley. And then actually both teams playing Temple on the same day as Saturday. That's January the 22nd. It'll be the men at noon and the women at 3. Also looking at the game times, there are going to be a handful and maybe even more days where the teams are playing at the same time, obviously in different spots. And again, that's why we have two channels, USF Bulls Unlimited and Bulls Unlimited 2, so you'll never miss any of the action when it comes to overlapping games like that. Hopefully you know the routine by now. We have the weekly Jeff Scott press conference live on USF Bulls Unlimited. I settle in there to the Selman Athletic Center and get all the necessary hookups to bring it to you live. I'm not sure about the last week of the season because I think I'll be in the Bahamas with women's basketball, but hey, for the most part, we've been able to do that for you. So we're not going to give you much of Coach Scott here, just the general consensus of how he feels about the team after that Heartbreaking loss to Tulsa, and yes, at the beginning of this answer, right now the program kind of being at the state of a win over Temple would mean a lot. That's where we are right now, right? Kind of like we were talking about trying to figure out our quarterback, trying to figure out this. Now we're literally at the point where, you know, we need to win. We, we need to get over that hump. And I really believe when we do, it's just going to bring more confidence and more energy and, and, and be able to push through uh, to – to uh, lead to more wins uh, the rest of the year. Uh, but yeah, there, there's no doubt about it. <laughs> there's nothing this team needs more uh, right now than to, to get a victory. And, and that's why that one hurt last week, because uh, they were so close and really uh, should have got it done. But yeah, uh, right now, you, you, you gotta, as a coach, you got to have kind of two lenses that you look through, right? We kind of talked about that. Uh, 
a microscope and that right now is on having a great day today and preparation and, and putting ourselves in position to go win this Saturday and then you got to kind of back up and use the telescope and just be able to see, you know, are you making progress within the program and um, you're going to have problems. That's one thing I've learned as a head coach. Uh, the goal is not to have, to, to have a day where you have no problems because that's not possible. Uh, I think the goal is that whatever problems you face today, there are different problems than you faced yesterday, right? If you're still having the same issues, the same problems specifically with what you're doing, then that's not progress. And so I think for us, you know, you haven't seen uh, maybe some of the mistakes we made. It wasn't something that was just continued week after week. It's just uh, some new things. You know, we've protected the ball pretty well. I mean, you turn the ball over right there before half on kickoff return. You know, that, that hurts right there. And, uh, you know, so there, there's, there's things that we got to continue to address. But, um, you know, we'll get there. And uh, I, I believe very firmly uh, that uh, our guys are, are, are working hard and, and making progress. He spoke more about the Owls, and we'll save some of his comments for Friday's show. And, oh, by the way, speaking of Owls, it looks like there's going to be two new programs with that nickname added to the American. He was actually asked about the whole addition rumors, and we'll save that for the conference show at 5 till the top of the hour today. But wanted to play some of Jaron Mangum here. Of course, he is the 10-touchdown owner and trying to close in on the school record if he can get that does bring up a unique situation, which I didn't think about until he mentioned it here during his comments, mentioned it here during his comments. Now he's kind of like the targeted guy, but he also gets asked specifically by Joy Johnston about that failed fourth down situation against Tulsa. Obviously with the 10 touchdown, it's kind of like having a target on your back. So teams like prep and they line up a different way and line up. And then I go to sidelines, tell the coach what I see, different things like that. And then so um, it's still satisfying getting in the end zone. So it's very exciting getting in there that many times. I feel like we're right there. I felt like last game was going to be the breaking point, but um, things didn't work in our favor. Uh, I just feel like we just could have executed maybe a little bit better. Uh, watching that, obviously, we didn't get it. Uh, I still got, I'm still confident in my guys. I still feel like I don't have no regrets for going for it because he asked us if we wanted to go for it, and we said, yes, we did. You just got to live with it. So um, I felt like I wish we would have executed a little bit better, but um, you just got to live with it. Like that he wasn't shy at all about talking about that. Loved what Safety Smoke Davis had to say. Here's an assortment of his comments you will enjoy. Notice that he gives credit to some of his coaches as well. It, it just came down to we wanted a win bad. You know, as a defense, we practiced good all week. We made sure our execution was there. We made sure our assignments, we knew every, knew everything. We we were just on point. So uh, we had two weeks to prepare, so uh, that could probably be a factor in that as well. But uh, we definitely came out there with uh, a different type of intensity, a different type of passion. Coach uh, DePrada talks about execution and fuels emotion. You know, I go out there, I get hurt. I see Greer get a pick six. That makes me want to go harder. Like, I want to go make a play, be on the sidelines. I want to go back out there with my brothers and ball out as well. So uh, I think uh, I can talk from a defensive perspective. We just wanted the ball out together, you know. Me and Makai, we've been playing in the same safety room for four years now. So, like, when he sees something, I can look at him, he can look at me, and we're on the same brain, you know. Uh, that type of cohesion and that type of togetherness, that's, that's what we need. That's the same way with Greer Bulls, Matt Hill, you know, uh, Pink, Keg, and all those guys. We see things and we're starting to put it together now. Uh, uh, Coach Spencer said, we, it's hard to kind of see the progress from last year, but we know that there has been progress. So uh, keep going, keep trucking, keep doing what we do, and one day it's gonna it's gonna show. You know, he talks about 
keep pounding the rock until it breaks. And that's what we're waiting on right now. I think if the Bulls get the W, then he's also on the American Athletic Conference Weekly Honors. It's kind of tough to expect three guys to be honored when your team doesn't win, but he certainly deserved it. Having said that, by the way, the American is putting out every Tuesday its top six of the week as far as top six plays regardless of sport. And the Bulls had three of the six, including the top two. Number one was Brian Batty's kickoff return. Number two was Katie Kitching's game-winning goal, and also the Greer pick six was in there. On our pregame show, you'll hear Joey Johnston speak with Matt Hill, but until then, here's what Smoke Davis had to say about his new teammate. I enjoyed this also. I think you will. Our scheme is asking that strong safety position to, do, to, to be a man, you know, uh, covering one-on-one. So one thing I can say is Matt Hill never backed down from nothing, you know, feel me? You can see it when after a play, it may not look as if, you know, he's there, but he's there because of effort. And you can't, like, I, I want to be on the field with that guy, you feel me? I'll tell you what you can feel, the camaraderie with this team. Really hope and just have a good feeling that they'll be able to pull off the win this Saturday. That's going to do it for Bulls Beat. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Thanks for listening. I'm Derek Sharp.